0: Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the field of psychology and mental health, with host Gabe Howard and co-host Vincent M. Wales. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Psych Central Show podcast. My name is Gabe Howard, and with me, as always, is Vincent M. Wales. Vince! What? Merry Christmas! Thank you, you too. Why, thank you. I love that we're leaving the idea in people's heads that, like, we spend Christmas together. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't. We, we don't. don't because
1: because we have we have better options.
2: Well, well, plus the fact that we're recording this before Christmas. So,
1: people don't know that? Leave the, the illusion intact. They do intact. now. They do now. No, no, it's Christmas Day while we're recording it. Even though it's going to come out a week before Christmas, we recorded this <laughs> on Christmas Day. Santa Claus came down the chimney. There was stockings hung with care. There was the Grinch, or you may know him as Vincent M. Wales, co-host uh-huh. of the podcast.
2: That was so predictable.
1: Where's the tree?
2: It's still November as we record this.
1: Oh, oh! you're breaking the fourth wall. Who do you think you are, Deadpool? Then <laughs> one of the things that we want to cover this year are survival tips for Christmas. And there's there's so much written on the internet about how to survive Christmas with angry relatives. And how to survive Christmas with... I, You name it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, there's a lot of people this time of year that, that aren't in the best way, and uh, they just want to get by. So we wanted to go in a little different direction, because I, I think that we can relate to it. We wanted to talk about surviving Christmas that's still a good Christmas, but in less than ideal circumstances. For example, mm-hmm. my best Christmas would be surrounded by my grandma, and my grandfather, and my mother, and my nieces and nephews, but I'm married so I have to spend Christmas with the in laws. Now, spending Christmas with your in laws doesn't immediately make it a bad Christmas. It's just a less than ideal one. Does right. that yeah. does that make sense?
2: I agree. Been there, done that, yeah, so I get it. In my case, I would my ideal Christmas would also be to be with my family at home and surrounded by, you know, all the dogs and, and kids and everything. But that's not always feasible for me.
1: And it's not so. feasible for you because you moved across the country. Uh, yes,
2: I'm across but... the country, yeah.
1: A lot of people probably don't realize that, but as a lot of people know, we grew up in the same small town, but now you live in California and you left all your relatives behind. Mm-hmm. So as as much as people probably think that podcasters are independently wealthy and can just jet set all over the country to be with the people they love, yeah.
2: Hate to bust that illusion for you, but no.
1: that's That's just too bad. So let's talk about ways to survive christmas in less than ideal circumstances that are still pretty good even though it's not exactly that we want and the first thing right out of the gate is it's probably not a good idea to go into christmas saying this isn't my first choice that's fair
2: so what should you go in saying it's going to be
1: this is my second choice (laughs) (laughs) remember the meatloaf song two out of three yeah 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 well in, in my case it's it's it is christmas I'm off work, I am surrounded by people who love me, my wife is with me, and that's of course wonderful, and do I wish that my family could be there? Yeah, absolutely, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I don't, but I am very happy that my wife gets to be with her family, because that's meaningful to her. So I could sulk and ruin it for her, and and be that guy, Mm -hmm. And, and listen, I've been that guy in years past, but all that did was kind of suck the Christmas joy away from those around me. And that's not a very good gift to give to, you know, your spouse or the people that you love. So I, I've tried to keep that in mind as I've matured. But your case is a little bit different, Vin. How yeah. are you spending Christmas?
2: This year, I am spending Christmas, uh, e- including Christmas Day, not just around that time. but I'm spending Christmas Day up on the, uh, the Humboldt County coast, up in Arcata specifically. Which is one of my favorite areas. It's it's beautiful, it's, you know, next to the ocean, and there's redwood trees, and it's a really cool place. So that's where I'm going to be for approximately a week.
1: But specifically, and all anybody listening to this podcast is going to care about, is that you're going to be alone on Christmas.
2: This is true.
1: Now, isn't that, like, sad? I mean, shouldn't we all immediately feel sorry for you, and you feel sorry for yourself?
2: If you are so inclined to feel sorry for me, I can't stop you, but... I don't look at it that way. You know, it, as again, it's not the ideal situation. I, I would prefer not to do that. But of the remaining choices, if going home is not a choice, then this is this is my second best choice.
1: Now, that's, that's curious. And I want to ask some questions about that. Because a lot of people would think that's not your second best choice. It means that everybody in California hates you and won't spend time with you. And uh, as, okay. as somebody who lives with depression, it would be easy to fall down that path. Why is nobody inviting you to their house on Christmas Vin, you're an orphan?
2: It has happened in the past, and on a couple of occasions. I, I once accepted an invitation to spend Thanksgiving with one of my co-workers and her extended family, and I once spent Christmas Day with a, a different co-worker and, and his family. As an introvert and somebody who is not comfortable around large groups of people, the Thanksgiving thing was painful for me. The only people I knew were my coworker, her husband, and their kids. I didn't know anybody else there, so I felt like the outcast, the out, the, I was the outside person who was, who was brought in, and I never felt comfortable. Um, you know, I, I deeply appreciative of my coworker for inviting me in the first place,
1: but that's a really good point. So you bought into the idea that you can't be alone on a holiday. So you chose what you thought was the best decision. You're not going to be alone on the holiday. So therefore, you've solved the problem, and that should have led to a better holiday. But you're saying you didn't enjoy it as much, so...
2: If I'm honest, Gabe, no. I did not expect that it was the best choice for me. Then why'd you do it? I guess out of politeness. They they were kind enough to invite me and practically insist on it. So I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do this.
1: So you went out of obligation, and they probably insisted upon it because they don't like the idea of somebody exactly. being alone on a holiday.
2: Yes, and those exact words came out of their mouths. Yeah. You can't be alone today or tomorrow or whatever day it was. You know, come be with us.
1: And that's an interesting thing to consider. Why are people so...
2: Because they can't imagine it for themselves. Therefore, they can't believe that anybody else would be okay with it either.
1: And I want to tell you, I don't want to be alone on a holiday. I don't like it. And I know that you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert, and I, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that there is so much conditioning that holidays are about friends, family, loved ones, joy, sharing, community, that, that the idea of not being a part of that just just, just makes me sad. But but Why? Why? I mean, I'm asking you because you, you have... Listen, Vin, this is not an age joke, but, but you're, you're not a young man. This is We're not talking to a 20-year-old guy who's spending his first Christmas mm-hmm. in California away from his family. Right. You're, you're, you've done this for a long time, and you have made a decision that this is the best decision for you. And I think, again, even me, and even I'm thinking maybe you should go into debt and fly back to your families because, again, you can't be alone on Christmas. <gasps> you can spend Christmas with me and my in-laws.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't know your in-laws, and I'm sure they're lovely people, but I don't know them. Some of them are okay. Therefore, I would not be comfortable with that.
1: But you would be comfortable alone. And that's really the point of this. You've established that, look, even though the people from the outside looking in might think that this is a sad thing to do, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. And if you bought into that line of thinking, you would wake up on Christmas morning all by yourself, decide that the rest of the world is looking down on you and feel badly.
2: Mm, yeah. So you likely. would set
1: yourself up to fail if you thought this way. Right. So clearly you're not thinking this way.
2: No, I'm, th- I'm looking at it this way. True. I'm not in my ideal situation, but I am going to be spending it in a place I love that I don't get to go to very often because it's a long drive. And that's, that's a nice thing. That's a nice thought to be able to go up there.
1: We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're discussing less than ideal Christmases that are still pretty darn good. I remember early, early, early on in my adult life, and by early on I mean like 21 years old. I had to work on Christmas. I worked on Christmas Eve. I worked on Christmas Day, and it, full disclosure, I got like triple time and a half. So, sure. Yeah. So I, I desperately needed the money, and that was worth it. But I, I it, it made me so incredibly sad. Because I just thought, I, I can't, but everybody went on with their holiday, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I framed it in my mind. You missed, missed it. I missed Christmas. Right. I didn't get Christmas this year. And that made it even worse for me. And it, the reason I'm telling the story is because when I look back on it now, you know, now I'm... I'm I'm past 40, Vin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a young man anymore. and I That think, was
2: half your life ago.
1: Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that that's not what happened. I made a good decision. I was married at the time, and, and she went and spent Christmas with her family. So she was taken care of, and she was happy, and we really needed the money. We were just starting out. So I put my family, my my little new family, in a good position. That was a that was a massive paycheck at a time that we needed it. And listen, I, I also helped the organization that I worked for. I, listen, I, you know, I worked for the power company. You know what people really need on Christmas Day? <laughs> power. Power. So I, I did my part. If I would have looked at all of that, I wouldn't have been so miserable on Christmas Day. But you didn't. But I didn't. I had the, oh, woe is me face. Right. And the reason I had the, oh, woe is me face is because everybody around me were like, oh, you have to work on Christmas. And I bought right into it. Yeah. So one of the reasons I want to talk about this and why we spent, you know, some time on it is because I am shocked at the number of people that feel bad for you, Vin. (laughs) You don't feel bad for you. But all these people feel bad for you, including me. I'm going to call you Christmas Day and be like, hey, buddy. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Wait for the
2: call. Okay, so obviously you can't speak for, for the other people, but you can speak for yourself. Why do you feel sad for me?
1: Because Christmas is about family and community and being together and singing Christmas carols and all these traditions, and you can't have a tradition while you're all by yourself. Vin, nobody should be alone on Christmas. Isn't that like every Hallmark movie ever? I'll be home for Christmas, the snowstorm won't stop me, Elvis is going to be, it'll be a blue Christmas (laughs) without you. There are hundreds of thousands of people that are just so enamored with this idea, we've made a billion dollar industry of it. That's even before we get to Christmas. We've made a billion dollar industry about not being alone for Christmas.
2: Right, right. So you're saying that you bought into all that.
1: I've completely bought into all that. Okay. And I don't know why. And I would bet that the people listening to this show are thinking, huh, that's a really good point. I mean, dude seems okay with it. Why do I feel bad for him? I'm sitting here across from you and I'm thinking dude seems okay with it, but maybe he's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm going to do the other thing that people seem to hate. And and there is not a multi-million-dollar enterprise around spending Christmas with your in-laws, but there's still a lot of people that feel bad about it. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of conversations like, "Hey, what are you doing for Christmas, in-laws?" Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And I, you know, I want to be the first to say they're not. I, I don't, I don't have some negative, tragic tale about how my in-laws beat me or put me in jail for marrying. Yeah, they're, they're, Yeah, they're we fine agree, we
2: agreed not to talk about. it. Yeah,
1: that. we agreed not. Yes, 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 yes. But but no, my my in-laws are fine people. They're just not my people. Right. And, and isn't that the rub? Yeah. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that I dislike them. It's mm-hmm. not that I don't like spending time with them. Mm-hmm. It's that it's Christmas and I'm supposed to be with my people. Right. I'm supposed to be my people. Right. And more specifically, my traditions. Right. See, when I hang out with my wife and her people, it's her traditions. And you know what that means? If I'm doing her traditions, I'm not doing...
2: Right. You're not doing yours. You're doing alien traditions. Traditions,
1: Which means I'm missing my traditions. Mm-hmm. Which means I missed Christmas. That's so
2: sad, Gabe. I, I feel sadder for you than for me right now. You could call me. I could.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll, <when> I... <laughs> I'll text you. <laughs> You'll just send me a text. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I hope you're doing well. I'll text back, save me help. <laughs> my mother makes better noodles than this lady. <laughs> but, but sincerely, it isn't... It really does seem that some of the reasons that we have these bad holiday experiences and these bad Christmas experiences isn't about what we're doing. But what we're not doing. It's what we're not doing. Yeah. And isn't that just a way to set yourself up to fail? I'm not going to pay attention to what I am doing. I am instead going to entirely be focused on what I'm not.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: How do we get around this? Just quit it. Oh, stop it.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: You hear to here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, the great vintage everyone else has solved the problem. Just stop doing this. Stop it.
2: Well, you know, it's it's like so many things in life. You you just have to have an attitude adjustment. You need to look at things from a different perspective. And like you said, you know, your our our instinct is to look at what we're missing out on instead of what we are having. And that's that's kinda of backwards.
1: It really is. In therapy circles, that's called reframing. And as a guy that lives with bipolar disorder, I see a lot of things in a lot of weird ways. We'll just leave it at that. Reframing has become a powerful tool for me because it really is easy to fall down the rabbit hole on what you're missing. Sure. I I do love my grandma. I do want to spend Christmas with them. My mom's noodles are the best. Their cookies are better. They just are. But I gained so much more. And if I embrace the traditions from my wife then I, I can build those traditions so that someday when I'm 60, I'll want those traditions because they'll just become normal. And then we get into that problem. This Christmas is abnormal. Right. What other people are doing is normal. And I think we need to defeat that because the reality is, is th- 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 this is nonsense. We, we've, we've heightened this up in our brains that there is a normal way to do things. You realize every tradition my family has is just a bunch of random stuff that we've been doing and we have no idea why it's not extra (laughs) meaningful it's not powerful it doesn't make us have a good year or a good christmas we're just used to it exactly
2: yeah and because we like what's familiar we're comfortable with it
1: we do yeah
2: now to be fair too christmas a normal christmas for my family has certainly changed over the years because well the family gets bigger kids grow up they have kids of their own and the next thing you know instead of having you know a nice little half dozen people you got a dozen two dozen sometimes people in the same house and as an introvert wow that that can be draining for me and doesn't mean i don't don't love everybody the love of their kids cuz i do you know they're great people and 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 i miss them but but yeah that it's overwhelming sometimes
1: And that is a a, a very interesting thing that you said there, that Christmases have changed. See, when I think of my family's traditions, I'm seeing every tradition from the eyes of, like, five-year-old Gabe. Uh, Again, I'm over 40 years old. My mother still makes me a stocking. I apologize. Santa Claus. Yeah. Still leaves me a stocking on Christmas morning.
2: It's really nice of him.
1: That is nice of him. He's a good guy. And, you know, he can always find me no matter whose house I'm at. It's
2: almost like he works for the NSA.
1: (gasps) That's clever. Maybe it's like instead of the National Security Agency, it's the National Santa Agency. Ooh. Maybe we've been saying it wrong all this time. Maybe. But Christmas has changed, as you said, Christmas changed a ton. When I was younger, I used to wake up and see what Santa Claus got me. When I got older, I would wake up and see what my parents got me, but put Santa's name on and when I got even older, and like my brother and my sister, they started having children, then I got to see it through a child's eyes as an adult and that was that was so wonderful to watch them and now of course, all those kids grew up now mm-hmm. so so now, when I go to my parents' house, there are no children, but my nieces and nephews they're starting to have kids of their own, so it's coming back around yeah and you know, I have a cool wife. You do. I do. You do. And, you know, I've told her that there's just certain things that I like about Christmas. And uh, we still do them with a whole different set of people. I like decorating sugar cookies with kids. Well, my family, we, we don't have kids anymore. They, they all became teenagers and they grew up. My wife's family has kids and they like to decorate and they like to eat the icing. And I like to give them M&Ms when their mom isn't looking. And (laughs) these... So the traditions live on. And this is now part of their Christmas every other year.
2: Right. Every other year.
1: Every other year. And, you know, look, in a perfect world... In a perfect world, everybody would live in the same town. I'd go spend half of Christmas with, with my wife's family and half of Christmas with mine. Or, you know, when the podcasting millions come rolling in, I'll just get a giant house and I'll have everything together. Everything changes, mm-hmm. and yet everything stays the same because on Christmas Day, I really am still with people that I love. Right, and it does seem kind of mean to say that I'm not with the right people. Right, and that's on me. Yep, but still need it, to reframe that. Yeah, I do. But you're with no people. So the reason that we did this podcast today is because you have won an all expenses paid <laughs> vacation to come to my house for Christmas. Yay!
2: Sorry, but I've I've already put the deposit on the place up up north, and I I can't get a refund on that.
1: Oh, no, you need to reframe that you're not losing that money. Yeah, I am. Oh.
2: Yeah, that would be a loss, sorry.
1: Oh. Yes. Oh. Well, it's California, so it might be burnt down before you get there. (laughs) (laughs) Then, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Same to you. Really? And a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year? Yeah. I, I don't get a Merry Christmas, I just get a same to you? Yep. I'm going to reframe and pretend that you said Merry Christmas. See? I might even edit in a Merry Christmas. Congratulations
2: in post. for being able to do that. You're learning well.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for spending almost all of 2018 with the Psych Central show. And what's that? You haven't listened to every episode? Well, if you are like Vin and alone on Christmas, you'll have a lot of free time. And if you're like me and with your in laws and you need a break, the Psych Central Show is there for you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And remember, you can get one week of free, convenient, affordable, private, online counseling anytime, anywhere by visiting betterhelpcom slash We will see everyone next week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Psych Central Show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. We encourage you to share our show on social media and with friends and family. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com show. Psychcentral.com is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. Psych Central is overseen by Dr. John Grohol, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is an award-winning writer and speaker who travels nationally. You can find more information on Gabe at gabehoward.com. Our co-host, Vincent M. Wales, is a trained suicide prevention crisis counselor and author of several award winning speculative fiction novels. You can learn more about Vincent at vincentmwales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com.
2: Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. What'd you call it? Ho, ho, ho.
1: What did you There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD.